here's the joke. How do you feel about being here? Oh, it's great. This is excellent. Chicago is a great town. I'm lucky. I'm from Chicago. And Chicago, I don't Rashad Nasir here once again with the What Up Joe podcast. Oh, man. Sitting here um, with my special guest host. Go ahead and introduce yourself because I don't know what you're calling yourself. We hey, y'all. Um, really, honestly, I'm, I'm just keeping it above going by Bianca. Okay. Kind of giving it to y'all. You know, genuine, raw, fresh. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Happy to be here. Definitely. And for those who are tuning in, I have to begin because this is like the first real episode in uh, over a month. Um, you don't hear no other guest hosts, so a lot of things have creatively changed. So, um, hey, it's what we got. Keep looking forward to it. But to get right into it, we got a, a very, very special guest here, at least for me. Um, I would, without a doubt, call him one of the, the top artists in Chicago right now. Um, and been doing this thing for a while. Um, shit, uh, we got the homie Shala. What's happening, man? What's happening? And the Appreciate that. legend himself. I'll welcome, take it. Welcome. I'll take it. <laughs> big yeah, fan man. of you. Big, big fan of you, man. Pleasure to have you here. Thank you, bro. Uh, I ain't going to lie. I was geek. I was geek when I even reached out. You was like, yeah, just send me an email. <laughs> like, oh shit, this is lit. <laughs> yeah, man, anything Chicago, anything moving Chicago along, man, because you elevate you elevate all of us, you elevate me anyway. So it's sure. the most selfish thing I could do is to give back to my city and bring my city up with me. Indeed, indeed, yeah. man. Well, well, let's get right into it. Because um, for me, I know about you from a certain point, but... What's interesting is, like, before you started doing art, you were a part of a group called Quayla. Whoa, family, right? you know some things. I know some things. We going you, in? Did you, did you we do our research, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we, we, <laughs> oh, we, we do our research, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did, you start, did you start that group, or was this something like you? Because it was, um, what was the other buddy name? Um, in the group? In the group. Priest. Yeah. Priest. Priest. Um, Chicago Sean. Okay. And then a guy named Ken. Ken wins. Ken wins. So it was okay. the four of us. Gotcha. And we were kind of like a four-man outcast. Okay. So okay. like two of us, you could say, were like Andre, and then two of us were like Big Boy. Gotcha. Um, but from Chicago. Who is so Solo? Street, street knowledge kind of thing. Gotcha. Say again? Solo. Solo, Solo. Is there anybody by the name of That's Solo? That's probably Shala, me. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Because one of my, because one of my people. Yeah, at like, some yeah, point yeah, I went Solo for solo. real, <laughs> shit. <laughs> so yeah, I was Solo, shit. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> now, what, what was interesting, like, uh, on my way here, I spoke to my mother. And I'm like, yeah, I'm interviewing this cat named Shala. He used to be a part of this group this group called Quayla. She's like, oh, I know Quayla. What? Yeah. yeah. So, Yikes. <laughs> so what was, what was the cool. time period of this? Man, what was Quayla, man? Quayla had to be 94. Okay. And I think we split in the early 2000s. Okay. Um, we split after we get the record deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know... Um, yeah, those were uh, interesting, interesting, uh, interesting times, man. Say again. Oh three, oh four, we probably split. I don't know. 
I blocked it off of my memory. My therapist keeps trying to put it up out of me. But I, <laughs> I'm not going back to those years. <laughs> Yo, um, and then we can we can unpack that if you want to go deep. For I could, sure, you know, we can unpack sure. all that. But um, we were just one of those groups that was buzzing really big here and real underground. Everybody knew us, but we never got that like acclaim. Okay. But everybody knew us like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was always like that. And then we'd do a show and then people would show up, you know, but it, it, we never was ranked as one of those people. Right. You know, and I, don't, I just don't know why, you know, it's sort of like fabulous, I guess. You know what I'm okay. saying? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or don't want to be a feature you know artist. Just never get that, you know what you did? Never you know what I mean? Like, love, the yeah. other day I did an appearance with Fat, with Fat Joe at Leaders, right? Yeah. And uh, man, dude, so uh, Sean Mack is playing, he playing the bangers, right? Fat Joe is right next to him, hosting whatever. So he played all the way up. Give my mm-hmm. man a nod, right? So I'm like, okay, that's cool, because that just doesn't happen in Chicago a lot of times when it's somebody like Fat Joe. Mm-hmm. So you're playing the cut. It's the remix, so Jay-Z's verse is first. So you're playing Jay-Z verse. He get into Fat Joe verse and spin it back and go into another record. Oh, man, I saw Fat Joe face twist up, G, but still trying to play it cool. I felt for my heart alone. I feel you, my nigga, I feel you. I'm red for This hell. my record, okay. nigga. You gonna, gonna cut out of my verse? Like, nah. you know what I'm saying? It's what happens when you get home on your shit, man. It's like that. It's, it's just the nature of the Yo, game, Yo, so yeah, Quayla was like Fat Joe like two days ago. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where, uh, where you from? You... Born and raised in Chicago? Yeah, born and raised in Uptown. Uptown, okay. Uh, to Nigerian immigrant parents mm. who came here um, <laughs> to be a nurse. <laughs> well, my mother, but she ended up being a med tech. Okay. So okay. she ended up aspiring bigger and became a lab technician. And then my father ended up being a doctor. He went to um, Santo Domingo, learned Spanish. And then, because he couldn't practice here, he had a green card. Okay. And he couldn't even go to school here. So he went over there while my mother raised us. So it was interesting. We were raised in a single... Uh, parent household, same way, um, kind of a project building. They don't want to mm-hmm. call it that on the north side, but it's kind of what it was. Mm-hmm. So I had the same experience, but I was rooted in Nigerian culture. And my father came back. Okay. So, but for many years, especially my teenage years, he was in Santo Domingo learning, you know, in medical school. So he'd come back like during the summer, every couple months, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that was interesting. Being raised like that gave me, um, I'm rooted in African American culture. Because a lot of I was raising a lot of similar scenarios, but for some reason, having that foundation of Nigerian culture mm-hmm. just kept me out of trouble, and it kept me well, it didn't keep me out of trouble, but it kept me <laughs> focused on something. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so yeah, I was born here, raised here, but I was raised as a Nigerian. Gotcha. Okay, long, glad, long short. Long short. I'm glad you said it. So like, what what when you were a kid, what was the climate like in Chicago, and dealing with that as well as having that Nigerian cultural identity? Um, the gangbanging was more organized. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. I can't tell now if it's more, if it's worse or better. Because there was something about, it was organized, but it was still, it seemed like it was just as violent. But at least you knew where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as emotionally driven. I think now shorties are more emotionally driven. So they Great. do things a lot quicker. And they do things with no kind of process or where there, you kind of knew who you were dealing with and what kind of life you were going to be in if you moved with those type of people. Mm-hmm. So I would say that it was nav- I could navigate it because I knew who to move with and who not to move with and how to move. Um, and I was an artist. I've always been a weird art kid anyway. Okay. Um, but I went through a process of proving, trying to prove I was black because I grew up on the north side. So growing up on the north side, I grew up with everything. So I didn't grow up like west side or south side. 
So even in being in a black neighborhood, you cross the street and it's Vietnamese and mm-hmm. Laotian and Latinos and all kinds of people, white people everywhere. So I had a different mentality. So by the time I got to high school, um, well, I already got traumatized because I used to visit my cool ass cousin from the South Side. And he was the coolest, coolest to me. And um, I remember we were outside and I remember one of his friends said, you talk funny, you talk white. And it traumatized me. Where you from, the North Side? And I'll never forget that, you know, because then I was like, oh, I ain't black enough. I made up a story. I wasn't black mm-hmm. enough at that point. Um, and I knew every time I got home, I was practicing a whole different culture because I was Nigerian. So I spent most of my West Side, most of my West Side years, most of my high school years on the West Side um, learning to be black. I know it sounds ridiculous now, but I bet you a bunch of us go through it. I'm just Absolutely. actually putting voice to it. Absolutely. Um, and that's when I got in the most trouble because for me, being black was being a nigger, being niggerish, being street, mm-hmm. especially a black male, yeah. I had to prove my dominance. My So that's where a lot of my education, street education came from, was participating in that world. So so basically, could could you refer to it as code switching? You know, that's kind of, yeah. you, you kind of learn how to code switch. Hell no. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, basically, you know what I'm saying? You switching between your culture at home and then you having to be someone outside of your home. Yeah. You know, so could could you relate it to, to that kind of? I could, yeah, definitely. Because okay. it's the same ability I had just being raised up north. I could code switch because I was raised to code switch. But then I just added my own people to that, you yeah. know? Um, yeah, so those were interesting years. And that's when I went my partners, Quayla. Um, And in retrospect, I've always been somebody who's always been enterprising and always been somebody who wants to take people to another level. I like to call myself the sun. That's why I like yellow, you know? Um, I'm committed to everything around me growing and shedding light on everything, you know? So that's just kind of how I am. My father's like that, so I think I took it from him. So even when I would be in those neighborhoods and in those situations, I was always trying to take us to another place. So three of three of the guys I would hang with kind of gravitated toward that, and we became the group Quayla. Gotcha. Okay. Where'd you, where'd you go to high school? At Lane Tech. Oh, you went to Lane? Yeah, oh, nice, yeah. nice. That's where we met. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. So you you can def- so would you say that like your household like home that had a strong effect on your like creative life and just how you how you saw things how you saw life and just being able to project certain thoughts and ideas and yeah kind of yeah because we were poor so I made my own toys mm. um, and it was just natural to make my own toys I just I couldn't they wouldn't buy it from me they didn't think it was important so I made them and I don't know what made me make them. But I just made them. So I would make my own little action figures, um, little robots that transform into cars. And I just did all that. I made my own games. I made video games because they wouldn't buy me video games. So I would make stick figures. And I would use like um, uh, levers and toothpicks to move them against each other and have them fight each other. I would 3D, 3D them so they, so they stood up. Yeah, I just always did that as a oh. kid. It just seemed natural to me. Um, but where I think I saw what I am now is that when I got to school, I'd be playing with my toys. And people wouldn't necessarily make fun of me. They would ask me if they could play with it. Then I started making them for people and charging them money for it. And then I saw a lick. So, yeah, that's the hustler. The hustler was born at that point. That was like six, seven, eighth grade. You know? Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's right. So, yeah, my creativity came from not having, really. Mm. Yep. Okay. So, when, when did you start the, um, the movement, the movement worldwide? Man, the movement. Um, so I was always rooted in, I love the Black Panther, Black Panther culture, um, James Baldwin, Malcolm X. So Quelo, my guys, we were them guys. So we were the guys who'd be on the block, but we were reading books. 
So I think that's why we drew toward each other. So it was just part of our vernacular. We read things about by this guy named Dr. Balakai Z. York. Oh, very familiar with Yeah. Um, we did yeah. the knowledge, you know. Okay. Um, we loved the throwback, the brand Nubian stuff. Um, that's just what we were on. So the movement came out of that because a lot of people were gravitating toward what we were talking about and the way we blended street, Chicago street with that kind of information. Because a lot of people weren't doing that at the time. And we did it seamlessly because we were living it. So people who gravitated toward that, we called them our movement. And I decided to just make it a formal thing, a formal company. Okay. So um, and we started going from the north side to the west side a lot. So now we're gathering people who are Asian in the north side kind of hip-hop world with like the west side world, which is two different worlds, <laughs> you know what I mean? So and we were that in-between, you know? So the people who circled us were really special because if you're from the north side but could come out west with us and you're from the west side could come out north, you're a different kind of person. So that's what the movement was. And it became sort of our record label, you know? So I was looking up to like your ditties at the time and uh, Russell's and Masterpiece. So I'm like, okay, no limit, we the movement. And that's how it kind of kicked off. Dope, yep. dope, 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 dope. So, <clears throat> just in regards to the movement, um, I saw it be described as kind of like art label, but social cause company. What's the social cause that's pushing the movement right now? Like, what's your primary cause? So, I'm still into music, but um, it just, music took a different, music stopped to inspire me mm -hmm. um, for many reasons. But the art world started to really, really inspire me. Um, I just saw how we didn't have a voice in it, and I saw how powerful it is and how it gets you into these rooms and it gets you into these mansions and it gets you into these environments mm -hmm. that we don't live in. There's a lot of money circulating. And these people, for the most part, are really open-minded, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can influence them through art, music, whatever, a lot of change can be made, you know? The, the kind of change that's not made when you're protesting on the street. You know, and I've always been a one. I haven't always been. I used to be an anarchist like, for the most part. But at some point, I was like, this ain't going to work. I want to be inside the room. You got to infiltrate the system. Yeah. I'm I like, believe in that. Like, I what? Do. I, I, I feel you like, like, What's Ye talking to them about, man? If I was in that room, you know what I'd say to these cats? Like, you know what I mean? Okay, let me stop bitching about what these cats ain't saying or saying. Let me get in that room and say something. Yeah. And then let me get affected by it. Let me get the Dave Chappelle where I run back to Africa because I can't take it. I want to see what happens because yeah, I ain't going yeah. back to Africa. So let me see what happens. So. I made up my mind I was going to do that, and um, I switched the company around. At this point, and I haven't even unpacked why the Quelo broke up or whatever, but at this point, um, Quelo, we, we had kind of split up. Mm. So all I had left was some DJs. I had Hebrew Brantley at the time. Nice. Um, the cool right. kids were kind of adjacent to us. I think we still had Mano. Mano DJed for uh, Kanye for a while at MIA, uh -huh. and he produced uh, The Hills for um, Weekend. For weekend. Uh -huh. So we had Mano for a while. A lot of the big people that came out of here, we were involved with. And that's another like quiet thing that we don't talk about that left me a little um, impacted. But we'll talk about that later. This might be therapy, man. I don't know. But whatever. Because okay. uh, <laughs> I got stories. I can tell y'all some things. It's a safe space. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the movement became a social impact company after all of those people transitioned. And it was just me and my brother. And I was like, what do I want to do with this company? I want to take us back to where we started which was street culture, but educated street culture. But I want to do it in this art world that I've been um, noticing lately. To, yeah. yeah. So I switched it. I called it a social impact company, and I made it a little bit more friendly. It's, um, and we basically, um, I create things, and the people I work with, we create things that impact culture and society in a way that moves it forward. That's it. And a lot of it is confronting, 
but we still doing kind of this smooth, slick way. Thus, the pyramid, I guess we'll talk about. And that's when Seven was born. Yeah, please, please tell us about the pyramid. Oh, you want to go to that? Yeah, let's go. Um, so, hmm, wow. How do we even start with the pyramid? Okay, so in my art practice, so I started moving more toward visual art. Um, so I moved more towards seven opened up the gates for me to do a lot of things. Cause I did a big art show in the winter of, was that 2010? I don't know. You, you came to that Mars uh, gallery. Yeah, it had to be cause I was fresh. I was just a couple years in coming back from New York and I want to say that was 2010. And yeah. it was a blizzard, man. Yep, Thank you for coming through. Oh, I remember that man, shit. <laughs> I packed that small room. It would have to be like 370 people. Yep, I'm not exaggerating. Like those were the numbers. Like, you know what I mean? 370 people came out to see a bunch of portraits of a girl talking shit about everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> I couldn't believe about, it. People were coming in as the storm was happening. Yeah. You know what I'm it like, was a party in there. Yeah. Like, they was in there, you know? And I was like, wow, people really fuck with me and they fuck with my art on the visual side. I could do this, you know? So that's what I gave myself permission to be great that day, essentially. Mm. I'm like, okay, I can do this, you know? Because I'm coming off a crew mentality, movement mentality, and it's just me now, you know? So I'm like, okay. What what do people want? Why do they like this? And they liked it because it was a it's a girl, it's a woman, but she's saying all the things that people think. Mm -hmm. And she's dressed fly and she just breaks up she breaks all the, the stereotypes that people had about girls, women, whatever. Um and I, I that's what I wanted to do. So I'm like, I can do this with other things. It's not just that. Yeah. So where else can I do this, right? Yeah. And I didn't want to really paint murals outside when it's cold, and I just didn't want to do that. You know what I mean? Not your style. <laughs> Not my style. But I want to make big representations of my people and what I'm on. So some hit me like, yo, what if you could paint solar panels, right? You know, I could paint them in a crib and I hang them up outside. You know what I mean? I don't have to go through that. I was petty. So I'm like, okay. So I started painting solar panels. Of course, it wasn't conducting electricity because I'm covering up, you know, the, right. the, the, the heart of it. Um, so uh, I did some research. And I found somebody, and they hit me, and they said, I found these two guys out of Massachusetts, I think, that can put art on solar panels. I was like, get the fuck out of So work. that they can still kind of do their job. Yeah. So I hit them. They were still in beta, and they were still testing it, you know? But for the most part, their business was to put these solar panels on roofs and then put an image of a shingle on it so it blends in with the roof. Right now, you know, it's a goddamn solar panel with some shingles on it. So I was like, okay, well, if you put shingles, can I put a picture of my grandma on there? They're like, yeah. Can I put a picture of some titties on there? Yeah. Okay, cool. Then I can do whatever. You know what I mean? Solar panel titties. <laughs> so I said, okay, cool. Um, so I did some tests. I did some, uh, all I had to do was paint. I scan it. Then we, I'll put it on this particular material that you um, lay over the glass and it's still able to conduct electricity because the material is porous. It has holes in it. It's the same thing as a wrap, the way you wrap a, a, a bus or a truck. Mm -hmm. You ever seen those? Yeah. But have you ever been on a bus where you can actually, you've been inside you of like it so you can it. see through it, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's not the okay. same material per se, but it's the same kind of concept. Um, we tested it. It worked now, but nobody believed I could do it. And it costs a lot of money and I didn't have any money. So I'm like, how do I prove this? Well, I came from marketing. I was in marketing for a little bit. So I said, let me get some people who will connect me with ComEd. Because right, if exactly. ComEd said yeah. this works, they're the power company and they're a conservative company. So if they give me the stamp, I'm official and I'm take off. So I did it through Leo Burnett. We did a little project. We nice. did it in Inglewood, right? Okay. And uh, we did it for Black History Month, real low key, you know, because that's what they would give me. I'm cool. I took it. I just need to prove for concept. It won awards. 
So they were like, man, this thing is cool. And they, and low-key, they were coming to me like, you know, this should be bigger. You could be way bigger. Giving me that encouragement, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I see you. Yeah, I should try that one day. Um, now, so this they, isn't, now, this is way before a pyramid. This is way before a pyramid, you. right? The pyramid came when, on a conference call where I was just feeling myself. They're like, what do you want to do next? Um, <laughs> I want to build a pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> And it was crickets. <laughs> yeah. It was crickets. Their white yeah, people were quiet. They were super quiet. Because they didn't know what to say. A black man who wants to build a pyramid out of yeah. solar panels yeah. on a conference call with, with Leo Bernanna comment. So I remember the Mexican lady, she said something because she's Mexican. So she was like, do you think black people will understand that? I know. I know. It's all good. <laughs> For the people who can't see, you should have saw our next just jump back in disgust. I was so serious. <laughs> so I jumped back to a little bit and I was like, okay, everybody doesn't know, you know? It's our job to educate. They don't know. So that's why I need to build this thing, you yeah. know? That's um, a good point. So I was like, okay. Then somebody she said, I think it would do well in my neighborhood because of the Mayans and blah blah blah, because Mexicans are rooted in pyramids also. Mm-hmm. Talk about Pilsen? See, I think she was talking about Pilsen okay. at the time, right? Um, so I was like, okay, I'll build it there and then we'll just navigate back to my neighborhood. But mm-hmm. what she said made me really think, because I'll be honest, I originally think I was originally thinking doing it downtown where it could get the most exposure. Right. Mm-hmm. But when she said, Do you think black people will understand that? And then she said we could build it in my neighborhood, I was like, Why am I not thinking about building this in my neighborhood? Yeah, it's yeah. really a power generator. Right? So if I'm going to generate power, why am I giving it to the people who got all the power? That don't right. make sense. Come you on. know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I credit her for inspiring me to do that. Um, so anyway, the rest of the agents spoke it up, and I got off the phone, and then they called me back like they want to do it, but they only got so much money. So I'm trying to figure out how to do this with the little money they gave me. They didn't give me enough. And after getting past all my conspiracy theories and all that about how they're trying to sabotage my mission, I was like, let me just get some money from someplace. And... You know, man, when you in sync, you get the messages. Like, things just show up. You ever been in them situations where, yeah. like, you know what you yeah. want and everything you need just kind of mm-hmm. lines up? You're in tune with that Yeah, right you in tune. Yeah. Shit just yeah. So I'm supposed to, I'm a vessel. I'm supposed to be doing this. Like, yeah. so I, I'm online and it says, Rob Emanuel, initiative for solar panels. The city should be a smart city by 20-something. I'm like, oh, Rob is on solar panels? And I already knew he was on art. He had um, the year of public art. I'm like, okay, he likes art and solar panels. I got both of them. So I just started showing up wherever he was at. All the parties, wherever I thought he was going to be at, I would come. Sometimes he was there, sometimes he wasn't. But I just waved to him, showed my face. So eventually at an event, he came to me like, so what do you do? And he started having a conversation with him. I told him what I did. He connected me with his his assistant. I got the rest of the money. And the pyramid was built. I went to Gallery Gachard. I told them, stamp this. Gallery Gachard is the the gallery that gets the energy from the... It's where the uh, pyramid sits. Okay. So that's their that's their area, and they own the migration garden where the where the pyramid is located. Have y'all seen it yet? I've seen the pyramid. Yeah, yeah. yeah I actually sure. went by today. Oh, where? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah my first experience. It's dope. It's, thank you. It's dope. Thank you. Yeah, you should see yeah. it at night when it lights oh, up. Yeah, I will go yeah. back actually because yeah, I gotta go back that way to get to the crib. So, yeah, yeah, it's not plugged into anything. It's completely self generative. Where the sun, of course. Yeah. It's, it's plugged into the sun. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna stop by again. Yeah. So um, so they became my gallery, and we put it there. And I live in that neighborhood. I live three blocks down, and we got her done, you know? And that whole process took three years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So it was finally built last summer. Mm. How so, did you go about, like, selecting all 
images to be put on there. Oh, so we worked with 60 students from all over the all over the city through ComEd's program, through their STEM program, which was also good. So I had um, we had a, what do you call it a seminar, a whole day seminar. I had somebody come in and talk about Kemet and you know uh, Egyptian hieroglyphics, and then I related that to today's modern logos and what is a logo today is going to be basically a hieroglyph tomorrow. So how do you want to be remembered, right? So create a logo, but think hieroglyphic. Think something that's going to represent who you are in the next 10, 20 years when you become an older person and you come back to this pyramid because it's a Chicago landmark. Mm-hmm. So they did it, and they killed it. That's you know? so dope. They killed it. Some of, some of them are mine, you know, icons. I'm an iconographer. I like icons. But mm-hmm. most of them are the, the students. That's I don't dope. even like to call them kids, students. You know? yep. Students of life. Yep. Definitely. Um, you... Um, you refer to the movement as being a new responsible hedonism. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've never been into like, um, you know who Aaron Magruder is? Boondocks? Yeah. yeah. The writer of the Boondocks? Yeah. I remember he came to Chicago one day and all these white intellectual white kids were asking him, what inspires you and all this shit? And he's like, yo, look, I reserve the right to be a nigga, right? <laughs> and everybody started cracking up, but it hit me. Because I don't necessarily resonate with the room when I'm in rooms with intellectual, um, uh, do for the world, goody goody kind of people. There's a particular level of, uh, I don't know, ignorance that I enjoy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I like trap, man. Like, you know what I, I mean? I always say I love the nigga shit. Yeah, I like nigga <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> I like nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not about to put that away. I'm cracking up because it's real. That's real. And yeah, it, it's I'm, just what you comfortable with. Yeah, you I'm know not, what I'm saying? I'm not one of that. them, man. I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna like dismiss all of that or hide all of that to be this holy and endowed Jesus type. I'm not that guy. I just wanna see the world progress. That's it. I don't even have a right or wrong or all that. We can have that conversation. I just like progress. I think progress takes care of itself. You know what I'm saying? Period. Like, you want to be less violent when you're progressing. You don't want to shoot people. You want to get money. You want to, <laughs> you know, so let, if you have people progress naturally, the world would take care of itself. It's mm-hmm. when you try to hold people down. So I'm just about progress. Not necessarily good or bad, Jesus, none of that. Just progress. Yeah. Um, so I call it that because a lot of times I'm attracted to shit that's cool. I like cool shit. And hedonism is cool. I like sex. Sex is good. You like sex, right? We all like sex. I'm a fan of sex. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I enjoy sex. I like sex. I like sexy things. You know what I mean? Um, I like stuff that's not necessarily church-like, you know? Okay. But and I noticed that a lot of those things draw people. So what if we could use those things to have people progress? What if we can put responsible, social responsible messages and tools and institutions in those type of things? You know? So what, okay. if, what if I could go to the strip club and help kids in Africa? What's wrong with that? Yeah. So the movement is about that. The movement is about using cool things, art things, things that you wouldn't necessarily expect to move the world forward. Mm. Did that like make sense that. to answer no, that question? I like that. It yeah. does. But you, when I read that, I was like, okay. Because, you know, hedonism, that's a, that's a touchy word. Yeah, it's, more, it's more than a resort in Jamaica, okay? <laughs> and, it, and it matters, you know, in regards to just the definition. Because to, hedonism is the pursuit of pleasure. Yes. And it's not even just pertaining to sex. It's just pleasure, whatever you want. And it's actually a belief that that is our highest goal. It you is. You know, the pursuit of pleasure is above anything. 
Because if, if if you're not enjoying your time here, what are you doing? Exactly. What are you doing? We're here to experience pleasure. And you know, what's that Being quote everybody is, is always saying? <laughs> what is that, it that you know? he's saying? People are always saying, are you living or are you existing? Well, yeah. You know, so so to hear you describe the movement as kind of like a new responsible pursuit of pleasure, I like that because you can do both. You, you can, can go both. to the to the titty bar and feed kids in Africa. You know what I'm saying? You can give out sandwiches in Inglewood during the day and you could be slapping asses in Harvey at night. <laughs> We can do it, you know. Yes, so I like that. I, I like and, that. And a lot. we do do it. We don't talk about it, but a lot of human. We are dynamic, man. We are both. We are always. We I are. Think we we use, are an event unfolding. You know what I'm saying? I think we could use more purpose. We're not constant. We're not a uh, static. Yeah. You know, and we have a little bit of it. We have ego, and then we have soul, and they're constantly battling each other for balance, and that's just what it is. So the sooner we embrace that, the better. You know. Yeah, so yeah. that's what that's what the company is mainly about. So you're not gonna always see. Stuff that the goody goodies are gonna think are the best things. I'm not on that. I'm just about progress. Pleasure in the pursuit of progress. Yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. You can have that. Put that on a. Put, hey, put that on a Appreciate shirt. Appreciate you. Shit. Right now, put it on a shirt. I'll buy one. Uh, for sure. Uh, let's go back a little bit though, because um, Seven Spoons was fucking dope. Thank you. And I was even going back today, like, cause um, just looking for some of the pictures, and I remember. I think this one was in the book. I'm not sure. You it got was, the book? I don't have the book. Oh, okay. But I, 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 the found, book. I found some videos of the book, and I was going through it. And I'm like, uh, this one that says, what's more uncomfortable than a black man walking behind you at night? Being black and having a white woman walking in front of you at night. Because oh, <laughs> I've, ex- I've literally, even on this podcast, have like expressed that very same Yes. Part, how uncomfortable that shit is. I will walk past a motherfucker. But then you can't walk past because if you walk too fast, they get get spooked. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Then they clutch and all that. But if you stay behind them, then they super spooked. There's just the whole thing. Now I got to cross the street. Why I got to cross the street? Why don't you motherfucking cross the street? You know what I mean? Every time I roll my eyes. And now, before walking behind them was a thing, but now walking in front of them, walking toward them, that's a thing. And then you see their boyfriends try to, like, you know, <laughs> get lift the chest up. <laughs> I'll protect you, honey. And then they hold them closer, you know what I'm saying? I'm supposed to not be insulted because I'm a savage. So I'm supposed to expect that. Nigga, I'm insulted. Why you okay. just grab your girl and pull her forward? I don't want her. She ugly anyway. Right. You bogus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's one of my. That's a yeah. That's a really popular one. Um, yeah, it was one of my favorites because uh, it, it 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 just it was like right yeah, there. Yeah, no, literally to the point. Yeah. Um, who was 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 there a particular muse behind Seven behind the girl itself? Um, I often say my daughters. Okay. And I say that because I wanted them. So I grew up with women that were really strong and and really self-expressed on the north side. And they came in all color, all range, all size, all styles, whatever. And they always blended this thing between being very straightforward, being charming, being shy. Women have multiple facets to who they are. But when you look at media, they always fit this kind of, these, these mm-hmm. stereotypes, right? Yeah. You know, um, we can just talk about the stereotypes of white and black women. Right. But they're also stereotypes for Asians or Latinas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And most of the women I grew up with, they acted like all of it. So I wanted Seven to represent that for women and girls. And I wanted my daughters to be able to grow up in a world that had that. So I wanted to establish that. I have really big, lofty goals with art. I think art can change the world. I really do. I don't know if I'm naive or whatever. So when I start something like a Seven, I imagine it blowing up worldwide and changing culture and the way people look at things. 
Because hip-hop has done that. For sure. You know? Yeah. A lot of art has done that. Mm -hmm. So art does that. Art affects and changes culture. So if I'm going to be an artist, I think that's my duty to do that and make things that are going to do that. So that's really what inspired me, um, my daughters and the women that I grew up with. And the one thing about art that I love, it not only like expands culture, it's a, it's it's kind of like a window to culture that we not may not be aware of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the fact that you can take some shit that may be inspired from some shit that you saw in Chicago and now you can share with the world and they all now have that perspective. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I think our culture is I think it's gonna I don't know. I'm gonna ask y'all. Do y'all think we? I was. I was gonna say. I think it's gonna save us, but I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that word I'll save because we don't yeah. need saving. No. We need something. Well, you know what I'm saying? well we gotta save ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you know and I think saying? our culture is our currency, and I think when yeah. we start to really understand, because it's so easy and so natural for us to express it, that we don't understand how valuable it is until somebody exploits it and. Then we exactly. say, oh, no, that's ours. How come you making all this money off of that? Yeah. But we still don't do anything about it. We're the ones who let it go. Why don't we mm -hmm. tax them? Yeah. You know, we teach them. You know, they don't know how to do that until they get somebody who can teach them how to do it authentically. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think culture is our currency. And the more we start to really um, own it, own it <laughs> the, the closer we'll get to where we belong. Yeah, for sure. I always say like the world is is moving into cryptocurrency and we're finding value in likes. Yeah, you know what I'm man. saying? With social media and everything. Yeah. You just got us, you know, <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> There's always some distraction, you know, man, that sure. we, you know. Definitely. Um, you mentioned Hebrew Bradley. And then I, I wanted to ask you about like Chicago and do you feel like we're in a particular you know, art renaissance, you yeah. know what I'm saying, with people like yourself, whether it be Virgil, Hebrew, you know yes. what I'm saying? Um, yes, yeah. definitely, mm -hmm. definitely. Um, we've always been influential. Uh, I mean, we the president was from here, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, That's true. We are not to be, we are, when we do it, we do it. Yeah, Yay? Sure. Look at Chance. Like, when mm -hmm. we do it, we yeah. bang it, you know? Yeah. So the only difference now is that it's just more of us coming out at the same time. So that impact is three times, four times, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so the next few years are going to be really exciting for every culture, for everything. So, like, this podcast stays, and it's inevitable that it's going to pop. You know what I'm saying? Anything you do coming from Chicago with the collective momentum that we have right now, mm -hmm. I think it's going to make a major impact because we're naturally influential. We're right in the middle. Right in the middle of both coasts. Mm -hmm. We see everything. And we're a little bit more, people like to say, we're intense. Yeah. We're kind of we intense. We are. we are. Lupe is intense, man. Chance oh, is low-key yeah. intense. Absolutely. You know what people Lupe are intense. intense. Like, we're intense. Yeah, it's Yo. definitely intense. Hello, you know intense. what I'm saying? Um, but that intensity is what creates and changes the world. So, yeah, I think we're in a renaissance. I think the only thing that could hurt us is our Achilles heel of not working together. Yes. That you know, I think that's changing, though. I, hope so. I, I think that I, I think that that climate is changing. Chicago is supporting Chicago right now. I I, I think so. Uh, I think that yeah. I think that um you well, know I that's think... definitely something. But you know it's always been known that Chicago full of haters. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so we've all, exactly that crab in a in a barrel kind of mentality. But I think that people are recognizing that and changing it because we all do want to eat and we all do want to succeed and we're not going to do that by. Stepping on each other, I think you know, so. and I kind of think that shit kind of played out now. It's 2018. It should be played out. I mean, you know, any... people people are moving away from that. Black people not coming together is played out. 
It's trash. Like, come on, come on, y'all. Like, yes, like. So I kind of feel like we we kind of like losing that that attitude and that that hater kind of like. What what Mary Jeff that hateration? Right? <laughs> we're yeah. moving away from it, you know, yeah. and I kind of feel like we're we're supporting each other more and more. Yeah. And but to even you know what I'm saying, we have to speak positivity. We have to talk about that. You know, we used to be some haters, but it's not like that no more. Now we we yeah. support in Chicago now, and, and that's the talk. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're talking about. I agree, and we have to make sure that it's it's precious, and it. I don't want to say it's fragile. Let's just look over it and make sure that. Nothing happens. Let's to protect break. it. Let's protect it. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Uh, I love what Chance is doing. New song got recent them on there. Like, I mean, Brandon Bro went out there. Um, he's in Japan now for his tour. Okay. So Brandon's out there. Brandon Bro is another artist friend of mine that's doing really well. Um, Joe Fresh Goods went out there with him. He brought a whole crew. Patrick took all his people. Like, they're they are establishing something. So that was a Chicago Renaissance going out to Japan, making Don't. an impact in the world, you know? Um, let's just keep ushering that kind of behavior forward, you know? You tight um, with Joe? Joe Fresh Goods? Yeah. I'm good with Joe. You good with Joe? Yeah, I'm good I with Joe. I need that nigga on here. You do? I need Joe Fresh on the way. Yeah, Joe Fresh, yeah. <laughs> you I'll, I'll hit him. I'll hit him. Uh, i let him know. For sure, I need that. Definitely. Yeah, let's do it. Um, what, so, in this particular climate that we in, like, how are you able, well, are you able to find inspiration in this particular moment that we in racially, politically? You know who our president is? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm overwhelmed by inspiration. I have so much, so many ideas I want to put out. So my next uh, show is going to be really good. I can't wait till y'all see it and see what y'all think. You know, okay. um, it's just, it's yeah, it's Can a great climate for that. No, no, you got to see it. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta see it. No, if I start sure. describing, it's not even. Gonna, it can't even. I can't even really describe the visuals that you're gonna see. Um, but I've become more multimedia. Um, doing solar work is just giving me more of the the funding that I need to do all my um, gallery work. And I think my gallery work is stepped up. My seven spoon work is stepped up. She so she has her own separate gallery. So when I do shows now, I have a separate room for seven because seven spoons seven seven fans would never let me stop doing. You know what I mean? So that's great. But I have all this other kind of work that's been really, that's really good. And it's motivated by um, this. I think we're in a place where it's cool you said that um, it's played out to not support black people. Mm -hmm. I think we have other insidious ways that we don't necessarily support each other that we uh, need to address. Like what? We still have trust issues with each other. So, yes, it's cool to support ourselves outwardly, but there's still trust issues that we're not dealing with. Um, our men and our women, the generations. Yeah. Um, right now, if we don't pay attention, we're going to lose the opportunity to make money on this big marijuana market that's happening. Sure. And already, it doesn't make sense yeah, for us to lose behind. money in that. Yeah. And we're behind because we don't trust each other with our money. And the people with the money don't trust the people who don't have the money who really have the know-how to really manage these type of businesses. Because la, we've la, been la. doing it. Yeah, and then you have the older <laughs> generation who thinks it's going to take us down the path to the devil and all this nonsense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that white people don't seem to have. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, so uh, it's a great time to start to heal those type of um, wounds and start having those type of conversations internally. 
and not get distracted by white people and all these other people. They don't matter. <laughs> Let's yeah. deal with what we own because right now we can make money on solar energy and we can make legacy money on marijuana and tons of other stuff. But those two in particular, we could start to make some real money on and elevate all our people. And that's what I want us to focus on. So that's a lot of my work is focused on having those kind of conversations, the stuff we're not talking about. Yeah. The beauty industry, it's a lot of stuff that we could really make money on right now yeah. that we're not doing. So are we really unified? Yeah, on the gram. But mm. like in real life, nah, I don't know. I like to think that we are a work in progress. You know? <laughs> we are all the time. Um, you know, I, I like to think that if it starts on the gram, then maybe it's going to inspire somebody, you know, to keep it pushing off the gram. It will. But, you know, that's just me. I just like to keep it lighthearted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Am I'm I heavy? Mystic. Am I heavy? No, 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 no. I just mean, you know, just the way I like to see things. But I feel that. I feel everything that you're saying, definitely. And I'm not saying that, like, we're not going to do it. I'm just saying, let's, those of us who are aware, let's continue to nurture it. Yeah. You know, and take care of it. We have to, we can't really spend Ooh. time on those that aren't mentally there yet, that don't see it. It, it. it has to be the union of those who can best work and agree. For sure. You know what I'm saying? In order for this shit. Everybody else, they'll, they'll get there when they get there. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is, if, if it's a race, we all don't have to hold hands in this shit and, and run it <laughs> no. together. You know what I'm saying? But we, we got to get there nonetheless. Yep. You know? That's yep. really what it is. Um, in your movement, um, I know that it, essentially has four elements, um, which is what? The, um, health, music, yeah. tech, and female, uh, yeah, female empowerment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when, yeah. I, when, when I say female empowerment, how does that land for you? Like, it always feels funny to me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's my African-American friend. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Is there another word or does that work? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, I like female empowerment. Okay, good. It, it's... it's Coming it's, from a um, cis male and all that, like, I got to be careful about the Me Too shits. So it, it's good enough. You know what I'm saying? It's good enough. It, it, it levels out. We understand what you're saying, and it's not offensive. So, you know, it, there's a balance. I like it. Okay, cool. So the word female is still all right? The, the word female, honestly. Hold on, is cis male a thing? That's it's a thing, family. Yes. I be around white people. It's a thing. Yes. Cis male. Like, cis, it's a thing. No, oh no. my goodness, no. Cis males. Cis like, never you mean a regular man, my mother? Oh my like, goodness. You know? The spelling is a heterosexual man. We got new words. Y'all, I will not allow this ignorance to stand in this room, not while I'm here. <laughs> it is another word. Heterosexual male, straight male. That is how, you know, straight some male. people on the internet refer to them. Straight That's, right? that's all it means, yes. <laughs> Sissy. Yeah, it's, it's kind of strange. Oh, like, do you feel threatened? See, that's oh the problem God. with the men, see, the generation, see how men are. You feel threatened by Sissy. You know what I mean? Damn, like, I'd be in those rooms, man, and they'd be serious, man. Like, like, that's what I'm like. I can never be that. I'm not that person. I can't, I can't, I'm not on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, hey. Um, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> I was, I was, oh, oh, female are the pillars. The pillars of the, the pillars. And, and, yeah. and more specifically, I was going to ask you about the health because I know you have Charlotte's Pink House. Yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah, so there are four pillars, mm -hmm. and those are the things that we focus on. Okay. So Charlotte's Pink House focuses on cancer. Mm -hmm. So in a two-year span, my mother, my roommate, and my sister-in-law all got cancer at the same time, wow. breast cancer. 
And before that, in my ignorance, I always thought cancer was something all white people got. Uh-huh. It just was never in my mm-hmm. world like that. Or people who smoke. If, if it came in my world, in the black world, it's because it was smoking, lung cancer, right. smoking, that kind of stuff. And it was still like older people. So my roommate, like, she was late 20s. My sister-in-law just entered 30s. You know, my mother was 60. It's like, wait, what? You know? Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, all had their breasts removed. And um, I saw all of them deal with uh, chemotherapy. And chemotherapy and radiation essentially kill you to keep you alive. Mm-hmm. That's just some ass backwards shit to me. I think, I it think, kills the cancer, but it doesn't but it, yeah, protect yeah, you but from it. Has it. To, yeah, so it has to kill all your cells to get at the cancer. Mm-hmm. And I just think nature's a lot simpler than that. For you know sure. what I mean? I think that's some man-made construct shit that we have not let go of. There are a lot of homeopathic natural remedies that are not getting promoted. Mm-hmm. And like I told you, I believe in art promoting culture and everything. So if art and awareness and marketing got behind some of the alternative treatments, I think those things could be could replace these these so-called cures. Oh, yeah. So um, I invented Shala's Pink House to fund those things by creating a, a facility that you can rent out for bar mitzvahs, weddings, corporate events that um, that would have all the profits go to alternative cancer treatments. Nice. The funding of alternative cancer treatments, the promotion of those things, and the promotion of just general health and wellness. We cause cancer. It's not this random thing that afflicts us. You know what I'm saying? Let's stop the spooky story. You know what I mean? It comes because we don't eat well. Uh-huh. Or for the most part, because we harbor resentment. And we 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 yeah. internalize it. And, it's, and it comes Negative out in our body. Yeah. But we're not telling people this. And we tell them they're victims. And, and that's it. You know what I mean? That's why cancer keeps coming back with certain people. Mm-hmm. Because they don't get rid of the mentality that caused it in the first place. Because you're not keeping it 100 with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. So, it really is. So the Charlotte's Pink House will be a three-story building that we're still working on now. Uh, it'll be all pink just because. Mm-hmm. The cause. For and sure. that's what I have people rent it. It works. Whatever. <laughs> and... Um, Two, two of those, um, two of the rooms will be for classes on health and wellness, yoga, all those kind of things. And the rest will just be rental spaces. And we'll use all that profit to fund alternative treatments and the, and the promotion of that. Awesome. So that's the, that's the health and wellness pillar. Um, Are we looking at what, 2020? 2019 is my 2019? promise. Okay. Um, I'm kind of behind schedule. We lost the building we were supposed to be used, using. Okay. So it kind of set me back. But I'm back on and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I like to, I like to, I like to, wow, even though I'm stuttering right now, I like to make a promise publicly because then I feel um, obligated. obligated to fulfill <laughs> on it. Otherwise, I look bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. the way I use my ego to fulfill on the things I want to fulfill on. My ego hates looking bad, right? So that's how I pimp it. You know what I'm saying? I, I say, okay, you don't want to look bad? Help me make this thing happen. You know? What you just described is a, a ne- like the next level of self-awareness. The way that you just described using your ego to push you forward yes. in regards to just like forward motion and in creating things that are going to not only better yourself, but better the community. That's like next level self-awareness. That's dope. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. We all got them. You know, I don't think it's about suppressing our ego. I think it's about having our ego work for us. Yes. You know what I mean? Things go haywire when it controls your life <clears throat> because it's based in fear and and all these negative things that it, you created. You created it to protect you from negative things, and sometimes it just goes too far. So you just got to wrangle it in and have it do what it's good at, but you the mama or you're the daddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So that's what I I think it is. I I I stopped trying to kill my ego a long time ago. Sure. I spent my whole life on that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? I got things to do. Man, so I'm like, yo, partner, here's a Scooby snack. Come with me. Somebody bro. told me to kill man, and I'm still looking for the manual. Like, how, <laughs> how you, you do, that? do that? Like, so people love. But you know what? That's just that's just another point. People love to talk that shit. Like. Like, they just giving out this dope-ass life advice. Like, kill your ego. It needs to die. It needs so to you die. can, you know, be birthed into who you really need to be. But it's just like, damn, how? <laughs> just tell me how. I would love to. Yeah. Tell me how to do the shit. You know what I'm saying? That, that's a myth. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I used to feel. I used to feel. I, I used. I used to feel like, yeah, the ego has to be killed in order for you to, like, you know, what I'm saying, stepping into your into your like divine being. And I'm like, nah, you kind of. Essentially, you do have to master it. You have to master. You don't kill that. It's a part of who you yeah, are. Yeah, for sure. And it works. It does things for you. You know what I mean? It motivates me to do this kind of stuff. Look, my ego. So my whole insecurities, I don't matter, right? So you want to fuck with me? You want to trigger me? Don't return my calls. You know what I mean? Block me on Instagram. Well, I don't really fuck with me no more. But like other, like do stuff that makes me feel like I don't matter. I freak out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I've had therapy, so don't try me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm better at it. Hey, listen, but anyway. shout out to therapy. Yo, it matters. Hey. You guys, it makes I a difference. Go, I want to promote therapy and have that be cool. Because we still like to like therapy ain't cool. That, the therapy is super cool, man. It's so cool. You got somebody who's trained and educated to give you. They don't even give you advice. They just listen to you. Yes. How about shout out to the people who just listen to you? How about that? Listen, sure. active listening is a it's Active a lost... listening. Ah, right, you study. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lost skill. People don't know how to... People don't know how to listen to understand. They just listen to respond. Yes. And and it, you could be telling somebody your problem. And it's like, well, have you tried this? Yes. Well, did you try this? Well, no, damn. Did you try listening? Like, I'm not even done. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, you know. <laughs> I can't even tell you my whole problem. Exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. So, so, um, so anyway, my thing is I don't, I don't matter, right? So that has fueled me being an artist. It's actually fueled me being a social impact artist, right? Because my ego gets to matter by doing good in the world. So is it really a bad guy? I mean, we could argue that, oh, that's not the best intention or the best reason to want to do it. So what if your kids get fed? So what if I create a pink house that cures cancer? So fucking what? So what if I empower a whole neighborhood with solar power art? Oh, well, you know what I mean? If my ego is what drove me to do that, it's all good, you know? So I don't know, and again, that's what the movement's about to me. You know, just just progress, and let's not, let's stop debating about what caused the progress, how the progress happened, and all that. Let's just progress. It'll take care of itself. You know. Sure. So that's what I mean by yeah, putting your putting your demons on your team is what my friend always mm, says. That's good. Yeah. Tweetable. Tweetables. <laughs> Can I get my credit though? I, I got you. I, I, I got you. I got you on the tw- uh, on the credit. No problem. Do you um? Do you feel like you get the 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 credit or the recognition you deserve? Or do no. you even no? no? Or do you even care? I I don't matter, right? <laughs> That's true. That's so true. Yeah. um okay, so the honest the honest reply would be both. Okay. My soul doesn't. The, that part of me doesn't. Cause I know who I am uh-huh. and I know what I'm gonna accomplish. And that's it. Mm. The ego? Matter, it, it, I care because it makes me feel like I don't matter, mm. right? So I didn't matter in these people's accomplishments, ultimately. I didn't, and nothing I did mattered, you know? And that's, it's, so it's more of like a wound. It's not like um, I'm the shit and I should be recognized. It's just like a little kid who got pushed aside on the ground. He's sitting there while everybody, like, ran toward 
the the ice cream truck. And I'm just sitting there like, but I gave everybody the paper to get the, the fucking ice cream truck. How about me? I just, can I get a cone? So that's how it is. But that could be just as deadly as the arrogant guy who thinks he should have all the ice cream, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not defending it. I'm just saying my motivator is more in just being acknowledged that I was part, and I have been part for a very long time, of a lot of people's successes. Right. Just the acknowledgement would be awesome. You know sure. what I mean? But that's it. Yeah. And that's just like the most vulnerable, realest way I can put it, you know? Yeah, because I've always felt like when it came to you, there was like Shala, the name, that's his work, and that was it. Um, I don't, I don't, and there wasn't much of like, you kind of have like your own mystique about yourself. And I always wonder, was that purposely, or this is just, you're just moving and doing your thing and not really thinking about it from that way? It's insecurity. Yeah. It really is. So it's, man, we're interesting as people, right? Because I want to matter, but then I'm afraid to matter, right? Because if I get out here and everybody's like, oh, you matter. We love you. We love you. And then one day they're just like, don't love me no more. I might be shattered. Mm-hmm. So my insecurities keep me protected. Like, don't, don't get out here too much. So I get behind people. So for a very long time, all the movement people, I just got behind them and I pushed them from the back. So of course I'm not recognized because I never wanted to be recognized. I created my situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy. Yeah. I created my situation, so I would get behind people, and that's probably why there's some mystique behind me. Because I, w- I would be the one that would engineer things, so you'd have to see me a little bit, uh-huh. but in the shadows. Gotcha. And I'd blow, he's dope. He's dope. Uh-huh. He's dope. Don't look at me. He's dope. Uh-huh. At the same time, I want to be recognized. I want him to reach back for me. So I think I created that out of insecurities, but I'm, I'm coming out of it. And what I'm noticing is that is I'm coming out of it because it's not authentic. It's all bullshit. Uh-huh. At the end of the day, I want to shine. I want to shine and inspire people. I want to be the sun. I want to shine light on you. Mm-hmm. So I got to shine and shine light on you, right? For sure. So I want to shine, shine light on you. I don't want to shine by myself. I want to shine light on you, and then I want to help grow you. And the more I embrace that reality and that authentic, um, authentic need mm-hmm. or authentic motivation, the more success I'm getting. It's really crazy, you know? But it's scary. I can't front. It's scary. I did the appearance on Saturday, and I was hiding like, they were like, okay, when you walk into the room, we're going to put the cameras on you. My heart dropped. Like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't want to, everybody going to be looking at me like, who the fuck this nigga? Like, you know what I mean? I'm always waiting for the Chicago hate. You know what I mean? Like, fuck is this mm-hmm. nigga? What are you on? Look at this goof ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm always waiting for that shit. So I'm like, you ain't got to put no cameras on me. Let me just walk into the lead. It's all good. No, you can, whatever. So I did that. And I was kind of nervous. And I did it. I got through it. Then the photographers want to take pictures of me. And I'm always like, trying to like, just catch me while I'm talking to people. I don't want to pose. All of that is just yeah. not authentic. It's just me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I So, that. I ramble, sorry. No, no. it's all good. <laughs> That's what we're looking for, definitely. Um, let's see. You mentioned a lot about... Now I can really get into it without notes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned a lot about, like, the sun. And, like, you you, you talk about, like... Huh, no pun. Right? No, Solar. That's cool. (laughs) And, uh, you know what I'm saying, reading books of, like, Dr. Z. York, and I'm pretty sure there was others. Because if you're talking about that period of time, I mean, you're talking about when, like, the 5%ers was out here popping. Like, everybody was talking knowledge of self. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, How did that... Because I'm curious, as, like, being a a Nigerian, American-born, how, when you first came into that kind of knowledge... How how did that make you feel when you received that shit? Cool. It used okay. to be cool. It used to be cool. Man. You know what I'm saying? Even now, man, you ever seen I Am Not Your Negro? I 
have not. Uh, I've not seen that. It's a nah. cool documentary. Yeah. About, um, it's about James Baldwin. Okay. But when you watch it and you see how many of us used to be on TV talking that shit mm-hmm. intelligently with suits on, smoking a square. Like, I'm not advocating smoking a square, but they look cool <laughs> as fuck. You know what I mean? And Martin Luther King wanted this smiley face Negro. Like, you know, he was like, you know, he had a stone face. Like, yeah. well, what you're saying makes no sense because... And then, you know, he going to his thing, just like Malcolm X was going to their thing. Man, that, like, I want us to go back to that. That was For like... Sure. So that. when I first um, got that kind of schooling, that's how I felt. I felt like, damn, this is cool. There's always something real cool about a smart, street-savvy dude to me. Like, you know, ignorant, smart, I mean, ignorant street is whatever. It's, it's goofy to me. You know what I mean? When you could be the dumbest, ignorant, most gangsters killer, that shit is corny to me, right? But when you're an intellectual killer, there's something really, like, cold as fuck about that to me. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, um, so I've always been inspired, not inspired, yeah, okay, I'll just say inspired, I admit it. I've always been inspired and intrigued by street culture, but I, I love... Uh, the culture of awareness. And I love when those two things melt. Because I think we need intellectual soldiers. I don't think it's going to be just about intellect. intellect. And I don't think it's just about soldiers. I think the combination of the two, you know, so that's what I um, strive to be. Yeah. What what about, like, uh, creative inspiration? Like, growing up as a kid, like, other artists, painters, or whoever. Um, Wow. All kinds of artists. Um, I, I like I love Andy Warhol. I okay. love what he did. Gotcha. Um, I love James Baldwin as a writer. He's crazy prolific. I'll keep talking about him forever. Jay, the usuals. Of Jay, course. the Yays, the Pharrells of the world. Um, How you feel about Kanye right now? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn man, Yay is a little too a little too. Yeah, is a curse that is he he's occurring as a cartoon of himself. Mm. So completely driven by ego at this point. We know you're the anti dude, but like you're a mature, you're a grown ass man. Curb the anti. You ain't gotta be anti Trump. We got you. You're the anti dude. Mm-hmm. Certain things you ain't got to be anti. You know what I'm saying? And then when you learn, okay, so maybe you don't know any better, but when you learn, say something, you know? His New York Times article was pretty good. It was. Um, I felt like he learned some things, but he's not... At the end of the day, what I always say about Ye is he's not responsible. He doesn't... He he does not have the level of responsibility I would love you to have for somebody at that level. Yeah. He has has a child. I I don't... I don't... And I don't... Yeah. yeah. And I don't understand why. why, Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, And I got to be careful. He's a friend, you know? You may never talk to me again. I can't get on. No. I, that's one of the things I strive to do is get in a room with him. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because um, that'll be a different conversation. I'm from the crib, and I saw you come up. And you know me from 20 years ago, however long it is now. You're going to talk to me differently. Mm-hmm. I can break through all of that bullshit, and we can see what's really happening, you know? Um, so that's how I feel about it. I feel like he doesn't necessarily have the right type of people around him um, to break that up to break up whatever that character is. And it is what it is. But yeah. I, he doesn't have to be responsible for it. He doesn't have to be responsible. Our responsibility is a, is a privilege, too. You know what sure. I mean? Some people look at it as an obligation. He may look at it as an obligation. He says, we shouldn't have to do that. We're artists. So I can't tell him what to do. I just wish 
with the power he has, he'd be more responsive. And that's pretty much... Did that answer the question? No, for sure. Yeah, I don't hate him. I still like him as an artist. I, I didn't necessarily like the Yay album. It's kind of boring to me. Yeah, Did you fuck with it? No, nah, not really. It, you know what? I, I liked it watching the um, the actual listening party, just like the vibe and the energy, seeing yeah. the people, but like really listening and like digesting. It wasn't, it wasn't much, you no. know? I enjoyed Did you like it? it. You enjoyed it? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, can, I can't even start. I liked it a lot. Um, you play it over and over? Yes. You play like this Travis Scott album? Mm. You fuck with Travis Scott? Let's not go too crazy. You fuck with Travis Scott? Definitely a big Travis Scott fan. It's def- it's not getting nearly as much plays as Astro World, but it, it has gotten repeat plays for me, definitely. And Astro World is getting played from you, why? Um, Astro World is dope. It's dope. Um, I think that Travis Scott. Doesn't it remind Scott... you of Yato? Which is why. That's I why I use Travis with. Scott in particular. Yes. Really? Yes. Y'all, Astro World is giving y'all. Yeah, come on, man. Because it gives me a vibe that I would like to get from Kanye. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And knowing what we know about Travis, we know that he was kind of the one behind it. Yeah, he was behind. What what was was the last one? What was the album? The Yeah album or the Travis Uh, Scott album? Jesus. Jesus. I think he's behind Jesus. Yeah, I I think he's low key behind. um, No, that's uh, that's Kid Cudi. The other one would. uh, the art, when he first started using auto tune, Heart, it always a heartbreak. Oh, for that's sure. Cuddy, right? That's more Cuddy. Or oh, you think he was? I think that's a little you think bit Travis bad. was around for that? Oh, that was that's Cuddy. I don't think day, that right? that was Travis. No. Yeah, yeah. Travis is Yeezy. Yeezus. He was definitely Yeezy. Yeah. That but, was. But at, it, you could tell that if Travis would have made Yeezy, Yeezy is cool. It ain't. It ain't. Fire. But it'd have been fire. Like <laughs> you, just listen to Astro World. It's like Astro oh, this World so nasty Yo. right now. Because even when I heard gross. Skeleton. I'm like, this sounds like a fucking yay song. Stop trying to be team. God. Oh my God. Stop that's trying my to shit. be God is a is a the gem. Video, the, first, I fuck the song. The yo, video. The video. The video. A lot is of subtweeting going on. I you have, know what I'm saying? I didn't see the video. <laughs> video is great. Yo. Is it really? No. Yeah, it's I'm good. Wildin'. There's a lot of subs going on, man. <laughs> I think they're having a conversation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and we watch it like, uh huh. You know what I yeah. mean? So I don't know. Um, Travis seems like he's somebody who could eventually become responsible. Mm. He seems like his awareness is, I can see his growing awareness. When you listen to the lyrics of Astroworld, have you yeah. dissected yet? Mm-hmm. He he gets, there's something he gets. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't seem childish about it. He seems like a grown-ass man. He does not seem childish about it at all. Nah. Yeah. So maybe Travis might be that guy. I don't know. You know. But you, I've always, I'm, I haven't really seen or heard much from him until he, like he kind of got out with Kylie and the baby and all that kind of stuff. So do you? I'm hoping that that does not affect you know him, him coming out and speaking so. out because we haven't really heard from him until then. You know, he's, what I'm he's saying? kind of an introvert. He's very yeah, he's very low to the earth. You know, real yeah. low key. Yeah. So he hasn't started speaking until you know, kind of. I feel like the Kardashians are kind of dragging him out into the spotlight with the baby and all that kind of stuff. I don't even know. How but to that feel Kardashian about them, man. influence. I don't know how to feel about them. And some 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 parts of them I like, but they're then... a virus. I I I don't know. I, don't, I just don't like. How don't I don't I don't I don't know what to think about them. Man. I just don't. I just got so many questions. Like you know what I mean. I respect the gangster. I respect the mama. Yeah, brilliant. Man, like yeah, they cold. They cold they some, as hell. They some cold hoes. You know what I'm saying? They some cold hoes, definitely. But, but um, I, I don't. I don't. But I mean, everybody ain't got to be responsible for the people around them, man. Yeah. I just wish more of us would be because we have a different kind of world, you know. And it don't yeah. take nothing to do it. It take a little bit. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Just take a little bit, you yeah. know? Tell Kanye you're acting crazy. Just a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Man. Just a little, little, one little person, bit. I think if one person disagreed with him, he'd be like, damn, you don't think... Okay, I think he would consider that opinion because I know he got so many yes men. So many people are like, yes, do that shit. Yeah. Ain't nobody like, bro, you tweaking. But I think people telling them, bro, you tweaking. T.I. told him he tweaking. Charlamagne I mean, told him he tweaking. A lot of people I mean, told him he tweaking. People that are there with him, like... Oh, every day. like he. Re- like you know he, what I'm saying? With that access. I mean, John Legend I mean, can call my those phone. those people at this point? The Kardashians. Yeah. You know I what think, I'm saying? I think Kim... <laughs> <laughs> the way he changed the way JLC yeah, that's done. You know what I'm but saying? But I think I think Kim got sense. So I don't know. It seems like Kim has sense. I don't think she'd be where she at if she didn't have sense. I think she talks to him, but I don't know. I think she mothers him more than she educates him. I think that um, if she want to be black so bad, she, we need to um, kind of like you were what you were saying with the ego, like use her to our advantage. Like she <laughs> needs to push our agenda. Like you want these hips, you want this ass, you want these lips so bad. Help, help us out with some shit. Talk you don't to think Kanye she has that naturally? Excuse me? You don't, I don't know, man. I don't know women's shit. I don't know. I thought what? So her ass is fake. That's like, fake. I don't know women's shit. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Hey, I reserve like, the right to be a nigga. You know what I'm saying? I said that from the giddy up. You know what I'm saying? What? Man, so. hell no. I don't know what's real on shorty. So I don't know. I thought, okay, whatever. Nah, you know, nah. I thought Kylie was the one injecting shit all over the no, place and Kim had it naturally. Nah. I don't know. What? Okay, so Kim shit ain't right. That ain't, that ain't right. <laughs> At one point it was and shit and then she just... Yeah, yeah. It was next level. Oh, okay. Uh, that Hollywood Like Nikki shit at the VMAs last night. Nikki out of control. Her body OC. That, and this whining that she's doing on the internet right now. It's yeah. terrible. Where are you at? Selling with, album. I like her album. With too. your hip hop. Who who are you bumping right now? What you feeling generally? Travis's rotation heavy. Okay. I like I like Nikki. Like Nikki? I say I like that. I'm bogus. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be do, a shame. It's Nikki's okay to be a barb. I, I like I like I I don't like how she's acting right now. The the way they act affects me the way I listen to the music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why I like there's a lot of cold MCs out and artists that I don't listen to because I don't necessarily like them as people. Right. So their bars don't matter to me. They just sound plastic. Um, that's how I feel about Nicki. Yeah, it's I'm like, like I'm, I'm not into her as a shit. person. Well, right we don't now. know her as a person. We don't. My fault. And I'm not into the character problem. she's presenting right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. With that fucking I just Nicki ain't in. Shit. Yeah. yeah, but the album is good. It's solid. I just can't get into it because I don't. Who is that person? Who? She's an yeah. android to me. I don't know what. It's like she's programmed to fucking self-destruct eventually. I don't know. You know what I mean? Especially when you have a Cardi B that's completely authentic or at Man. least seemingly authentic. And she's not as cold as Nicki, but I like her album more because it's like the she's homie. She's more relatable. Like Ye's album was like the homie coming over to visit, but like I don't need him coming over every every day, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he came, we checked in, I hear what he had to and say, I see how he been, welcome. it's all good. All right, you know what I'm saying? Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by, that's it, you know what I'm saying? There's some people you want him to come over every day, right? You know, Drake, I, Drake could come over every day. I fuck with Drake, I'm hard. not oh, the whole album, but what I fuck with, I fuck with hard. And I do that with Drake all the time. What I fuck with, I fuck with super hard. And that's my album. It'd be like six cuts, and I'm good. You know, I liked all the Scorpions. Side A and B. I mean, you're supposed to. But yeah. I'm the demographic. As a yes, woman, you're right. You're supposed to. I, I loved it all. <laughs> Honestly, I really think that this might have been his best work wow. since Take Care. Um, even though if you're reading this, it's too late. That's it was super my dope. Yes. That's it. That era. Those two albums are my yeah, era. Yeah, yeah. Love so, that. But he's always giving me gems like all the way. He he tends to everybody. He yeah. tends to y'all a whole lot. 
But he look out for us. Yeah. He nods, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Here's a future collaboration yeah. for y'all over here. You know what I'm saying? Here's this here. Here's some shit with Black Boy over here. Yeah. He gives us, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You know he what I'm saying? He don't, he don't make music for niggas that don't get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I can dig it. Never forget it. So that's what I'm listening to these days. And then... Um, Any, like, local Chicago guys? Oh, man, dude. Somebody gonna get a, a shot of shout out. <laughs> I know, right? Damn. And this is bad, too, because I, I... I Nope. Not no. even... Not even Chance. I don't like Chance's music. I, you know, I like what? Chance as a person, but I don't like Chance. I don't and like... I'm not the only person. I can't be the only no, person. No, you're not. I don't like Chance's no. music. I don't. I, you know what I mean? generally, I can I enjoy it, but I, I've always found it to be a little bit too festival. Not mature enough. Yeah. Not, not that the content is yeah, Maybe we some grown-ass man or some shit. I don't know. Maybe it's for the short. Like, truly, know. the tone... She the quiet tone, as hell in the corner, though. Because I'm shocked. Thing. Like, uh, what? The tone I, the that tone, he had man. on um, I Might Need Security is what I want to hear from Chance. The tone my, to my, That's not this... The, the, uh, oh, the, the four tracks. Yes. Okay. The the one, that, one, I don't know names, one, though. But I always be one, knowing, like, the numbers. The one talking about rhyme and shit. Yeah, that's... Like, a, that kind of energy? Yes. That's what I want to hear from Chance. Yes. You know, that's what I'm feeling. Hmm. He's not going to keep doing that. No, nah, he's not. You're not going to keep doing that. You're a super chance fan. Not a super chance fan. Um, What he did with Coloring Book 3, I think, was innovative. I think that he brought God to hip-hop in a way that... um. What? You sound like you're examining that shit. What? I said, what does it sound like? Is it good or not? Like, oh, you know what? what? It was good. It's like the Apollo. I enjoyed you come up there it. and say God, and everybody got to shut the fuck up if you say God. What? I'm no. not on that. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed okay. Cover Book 3. I enjoyed Acid Rap. I'm a big, I'm a Chance fan. But before he, before he blew, I, been, I was listening to Chance. Like, when he was still, you know, kind of not as popular as he became. You like Taylor shit? Book. I can't really get into Taylor. Okay. I ain't gonna laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why y'all laughing though? <laughs> I, I can't really get into Taylor. Um, I like Swervo. Swervo's cool. So I like Swervo. I like Swervo. So I like Herbo in general. You know what I'm saying? I, I like his tone, but again, I don't know. That, I like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He he, but he might kind of. I feel like a stir. I like feel like yeah. I would like him. You know what I mean? He gives me what I want. He knows. He knows what he. He knows who he's talking to. Yeah, so I like that. I feel that. You don't like it. It's about a preference. Yeah, it's about a preference. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Chance, I just, yeah. I, man, let me just shut up. It's all good. But I love him as a person. I'm like, shout out to Chance. Shout out to Chance. I love him as a person. I just wish I could come kick it with y'all. I can't. Yeah, I feel that. I I don't hear it. This is great. (laughs) Ain't nobody said that. Blasphemy! Blasphemy! Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, well, this has definitely been great. Yeah, so, man, it's man, been fun having you up here, man. You know, meeting you in person and just, you know, what I'm saying. Um, one thing I noticed that I was excited about, I told Bianca, I'm like, I I could not find a single like audio interview with Shala. And oh. I know there probably are some. There, yeah, there's one out. Yeah, oh, but yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, this is a rare Yeah, this is a rare, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. There is a, yeah, that one you wouldn't find. Yeah. And we appreciate you being so candid. I, like, just, 
first of all, you know, it's an honor that you would even, you know, come to the podcast and even just chop it up with us. But to be, you. you know, so real and so genuine and just so down to earth has made it like a truly an enjoyable experience. So I'm just a nigga you from dope. Chicago. I'm just a nigga from Chicago. You know? So shit, that's what I'm <laughs> so shit, two niggas from Chicago. Yeah. You know Make what I'm it and a queen. For sure. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> she flipped the hell back, y'all. Y'all ain't see that. You know what I'm saying? That's what she did. Shit. I, I wasn't going to hop in, but you know. <laughs> she like, I know they see me. I am here. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Definitely a great pleasure just having you up building, you know, building with you up here, man. And, man, wish you the much success, man. I definitely think that there's going to be a lot of special shit. Just more to come from you. Oh, I do have one question. Yeah. Um... I know if you, I ask you about inspiration, and I and I know that you draw off of things while it happens in, in the moment. But how do you project the future, and how do you fit that in terms of work, or if, if you do at all? But I guess the first question is, what do you see to come in terms of just like society and culture? Like Ooh, what's next? Want me to give away game? If you can, you don't have uh... to. If you can. Yeah, I might not be able to capitalize because the other artists <laughs> listen to be like, oh, he right. Let me go ahead and jump on that real quick. Um, a lot of people say I'm positive, and I don't think I'm necessarily positive. I'm just, um, this is how I look at it logically, right? Anything living is growing. Uh-huh. I mean, that makes sense, yeah, right? for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we're all living, we're all growing, right? Yeah. So as humanity continues to live, it's going to grow and it's going to progress. So an example is that we rather fly a robot drone over people now and shoot our bombs than have a living pilot do it. Mm-hmm. We are getting further and further away from death. We're getting fur- We used to cut each other's heads off with axes. Mm-hmm. Now we have to take this machine that throws us a mini miss- missile into somebody's body at a distance. We don't necessarily want, we don't want to be with death. So we've, pro- we've progressed. That's evidence of progressing, right? The other shit we see as savage. There's going to be a point where we see killing people in any level as savage. We're seeing, it sav- we're seeing eating animals as savage more and more, right? Um, so I think we're going to continue to progress. Human- humanity is just going to continue to progress. We're going to go through our bumps, but we're not supposed to just, it's not supposed to all be good. We need to Tobin Rob. The, it's a swing. You know, you get your Obama for eight years, then you get your Trump for four. Four. Four, two, <laughs> goddamn shit. Man. You know what I mean? And then you swing back to whoever the next one is, and that's how we learn, you know? I, my father used to beat my ass, and then my mother used to, and she didn't comfort me, but she didn't beat my ass. So how about that? So, you know, I have both. So, you know, like, I think that that's just what life's about. It's like swinging back and forth. So I see a lot of, quote-unquote, good things happening. I see a lot of progress. And the opportunity right now for everybody is huge. And solar, alternative medicine, Everybody who grew up with the era of Obama and before is getting money now. And those people are smarter, wiser, and they want to set their legacy up. And their legacy does not exist in the old constructs. Their legacy exists in alternative medicine and all the cool things they grew up with. Accepting and embracing women and black people and all the things. They grew up in hip-hop culture. These people are 40, 50, 60. They're taking over the businesses that the old white men, the oppressive old white men used to run. And they want to set their own legacy up. So there's a lot of opportunity out here. I'm seeing it. I'm in these rooms. As long as we get money with them. They want to get money. It's not uh, moral. They don't even owe us nothing. Just get, you want to get money? We want to get money, right? Mm-hmm. So just 
Start understanding your value. Just as people of color or just as a person or as a woman, we are sexy right now. White men are the least sexiest shit, and I make fun of them all the time. Like, you ain't sexy at all, man. That's fucked up. I hate to be a white man right now. Women are sexy. Black women are super sexy. Gay men are sexy. Black men are sexy. Use it. Use it to leverage whatever you own right now. And just make sure that whatever you own is contributing something, something to progress. Even if it's selling weed, do it legally, because all the fake weed is killing people. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's, everything's open right now. Everything. So I, I'm really like excited because I, I, I got too much work. I mean, knock on wood, I don't got too much work, but I have a lot of opportunities coming at me. And I know it's because I check a lot of boxes. I know this and I'm pipping it. So don't be afraid to check boxes, check them boxes and pip it, you know, but pip it for a greater cause than you. Cause if you do it for you, it ain't going to last too long. That's all I got to say. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Words from the great Charlotte himself. Um, but yeah, man, um, thank you for coming here, man. Um, hope to build with you real soon. I'll yes, definitely sir. be paying attention, man. Yes, sir. Uh, Bianca, thank you. Oh, thank you for thank having you, me. Thank you, Bianca. Yeah. I right. had she a great time. She might. She all goes. She might. You, you see. Because you did see, she said guest. So I was like, ooh. Yeah, guest. Okay. The shade, right? Okay. Listen, you know <laughs> what happened to the other two. <laughs> nah. Listen. <laughs> I'm not worried I'm about it. Shout out and to Lance and Marky. Much love. Shout out to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you, I think you're great. You, you got my vote. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Charlotte. So I don't know if I matter. You no, know oh, but you do. It's your shit. Oh, but you, know you do. <laughs> I mean, listen, he just said from the great Charlotte himself. I mean. Love. Thank you. So and, I, and anytime you want me back, you know, let's oh, for sure. have a conversation. You know what I mean? I think you love Priest. He's another guy from Quelo. I would love him to come and holler, with, holler at y'all. You know. Get it no, from a light skinned man perspective, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what y'all thinking these days? You know what I'm saying? Right. He got freckles too, it's a whole thing. Oh yeah. He's invited. <laughs> you said, oh yeah, oh he's invited. No, well, how can we light have that conversation? Love. You heard what she light said? Light skin, you know, you like, know. Oh yeah, okay. You know, but you said oh yeah, like, oh yeah. Like, on some light skin stuff. Come on, man. Okay. Shout out to the team. Yeah. Like, light skin supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> Two dark brothers over here. You talking about Because mm-hmm. I'm yeah, yeah. you know, I'm feeling mm-hmm. kinda Overwhelmed by you guys. Outnumbered. She's good, bro. <laughs> Doc, your color? Nigga, it's a game of two on two. She's good. Listen, he's like, you know what? I'm just over here minding my business. Didn't even ask to be involved. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, once again, this is the What Up Joe podcast, man. Coming at you from the grindhouse. Peace. We out. See y'all next week. What up, Joe?